0: This podcast is brought to you by Eversage Law Practice.
1: Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Nugget. I'm your host, Ivy Sekibo. Okay, let's start with the facts. Did you know that the law of adverse possession in Nigeria permits squatters to contest for ownership of a property belonging to another person? A squatter can invoke the principle of standing by, also known as lashes and acquiescence. This means you, the owner, you know about my occupation and you did nothing. Therefore, you consent to my ownership. So the next time you want to invest in landed property, invest in a gate, a fence, and security to prevent
0: access. This podcast is brought to you by Eversage Law Practice. Welcome back to the show.
1: I'm very excited to introduce our very first guest, Mrs. Eka Sekibo, principal partner of Eka Sekibo & Co. Mrs. Sekibo has been in the real estate game for over 20 years and has kindly accepted to answer some of the questions that we pulled together here at Eversage. Thank you for coming on the show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and what you do?
0: okay. I buy and sell properties. What I mean here is I secure affordable properties real estate for my clients in diaspora
1: only in diaspora uh,
0: We will in Nigeria as well but my my niche mm. is trying to satisfy that demand. okay well we, yeah.
1: And how are you finding it
0: well, it's very challenging because the people you don't see often it has to do with trust and integrity my personal integrity to deliver
1: that's awesome so you've been in this industry for over 20 years how would you say it has changed over the years you know obviously you started 20 years ago compared to, you know, now?
0: Well, it's just a a change in technology. How so? Uh, Well, technology has taken over the real estate by storm, Mm. and has accelerated the the, the pace in business, in real estate business. Do
1: you want to elaborate a bit on that?
0: Well, about 70% of our customers look for properties online. Okay most people also um, arrange for tours on websites. When I mean tours, that is inspection, virtual inspections and all of that. So there is a, a, a massive change in the way real estate is being done now.
1: Okay, so forgive my ignorance here, but I feel like, you know, if I am trying to purchase a property, be it to live or, you know, for investment purposes, I would want to physically see whatever it is that I'm buying. I want to confirm that the wood, the floor is hardwood. I want to confirm that the, you know, the tiles are exactly what, you know, it is. So how how exactly does that translate into the virtual tours?
0: Okay. Well, you know, I actually said to accelerate the pace. Okay in business usually you you find out a property or a property is being introduced to you and you have an interest it could be about 3 or 4 or 5 you schedule for inspection and go out there and begin to look at all of them and you find out that you don't like them mm. you on and on you keep going back and forth it takes your time you're frustrated and all of that but what what is happening right now is those properties are sent to you. Mm. You look at them mm. in the confines of your home. Mm-hmm. You look at them again and again. You understand? Whichever one you're interested in, you now schedule for a physical inspection.
1: So I'm going to do a bit of a segue now from what we're talking about. Um, as lawyers, when we were in all in law school, we were taught that, you know, some of the drawbacks to property law and the practice of property law are were speculators and real estate advisors. I don't know how you feel about that statement. Um, is that something that you would agree with or is that something that you've you know gone and seen that actually it's the lawyers that are the problem?
0: Well, the lawyers are not the problem. It's the way we perceive our involvement in real estate and how we interpret it lawyers will always do what they need to do Mm -hmm. but lawyers don't really know much about a property and I know you're a lawyer (laughs) I don't know whether you can actually describe a property no for you to be able to give the value of a property
1: I can definitely tell you that I can't
0: (laughs) so that answers the question right lawyers cannot do the work of an estate surveyor and mm. valuer, mm. But however, we can work hand in hand because we cannot also prepare the, the tenancy agreements. Okay. We can adopt what has been given to us by lawyers, mm. but we cannot defend it in a law court when we have some issues that may arise. In the course of tenancy and landlord
1: relationship okay so what about um, the idea because I know that based on knowing you I know that there is a difference between being a um, an estate agent yes. and someone who is qualified as a real estate um, th- I, I don't know the terminology I'm sorry Um, but I know that there is a difference there's the people that are qualified and have their Sorry, (laughs) the quackers quackers. (laughs) (laughs) no but um, yeah I just wanted to kind of like pick your brain about there whether there is that level of um, whether there are issues that come out of let's say those that are not you know stamped sealed certified and their involvement in the industry and if there is any kind of uh, way to address it
0: well uh, we have the quacks out there we call them the quacks because they are not registered right in our institution which is the nigerian institution of estate surveyors and valuers mm-hmm. and uh, our uh, institution regulates the activities and the practice. Mm-hmm. While these other non-professionals, pre- they just go all out to get their earnings, which the Knights is trying to, to regulate or try to cope these activities. Our greatest challenge it. they go in there they call everybody agent until you you spell out who you are and what you're doing to your clients mm-hmm. because there are fraudulent practices mm-hmm. from these people. If an associate of the institution defaults mm-hmm. such act is being addressed by the institution okay? But if a non-professional defaults, definitely whoever is a culprit will call the police. Right. Okay. And obviously, we know how that goes. That that goes. Yes. Yeah.
1: So um, my question then is, what would be your advice to, let's say, someone who is trying to start out real estate investment? Um, would it be something that they have to bear in mind? When they're going into it let's say i want to buy a plot of land and i want to you know hold it for some time and whatever it is that my plans are would it be something that i have to consider when i'm looking for who will help me look for this property or who will like i can get into the relationship of you know looking for um these um, real estate investment opportunities
0: yes i think uh Real estate on its own has to do with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. A lot of money exchange hands, so it will now tell you whatever thing you need to do. I think you should get a professional.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're not just saying that because you're a professional.
0: No, <laughs> because let me let me, let's make it a little bit practical. If you go to the market and you want to get a home theater. Mm-hmm. you get to that market you come back and <laughs> just turning it on it sparks you can't go back to the market to return it right but if you go to shop right, right they, they will change it for you
1: right that's true
0: because they have the integrity and they also have the customer relationship uh, agreements to mm-hmm. fall back on mm-hmm. so that should explain why You should get to somebody who will give you the job, do the job, and be responsible for anything that falls out at the cost of doing that job.
1: I want to talk about valuation, property valuation, and the effect that it has on onward investments in property, especially in Nigeria. I know that it is quite important in terms of certain... um, Ventures. So, obviously, if someone wants to be, be sure that uh, they are paying fair value or at least not being duped into paying what more than what the property is worth, they would get someone like you who is a valuer, um, who knows the methodology on how to calculate these things. Now, in terms of going back to where we came from, in terms of um, the, the agents, the, you call them quacks, right do they do you have issues with the valuations that they provide or is valuation something that they don't even no, uh, involve they go with, themselves
0: they don't in? not good at all it's just the agency aspect of real estate
1: that they are involved, they are in. involved in okay yeah. in terms of actual valuations then what are the drawbacks because I know there have been situations that I've been involved in where one real estate valuer says that the property is worth X amount, another valuer said, says that it's worth X amount, and it's then left to the owner to decide who they want to go with or how they, they want to list their property. I felt, I, I, looking at that, I kind of felt like this has to have some sort of knock-on effect on the actual wider economy. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I understand what you're trying to say. Well... Key thing is, I always, uh, I always try to make my clients understand that valuation has to. Valuation is the estimate, es- estimation of the worth of a property. It's not costs. You need to separate costs mm. and value. For example, you could go to your village and put up a property, marble floors, and all of that. Right. And you get a valuer to go value that property you'll be expecting such a huge
1: huge amount of money, amount of money. yes but
0: well, what you have to consider is the location right of that property mm-hmm. what price what is the basis of comparison
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: that kind of that the, the kind of property in your village is there any other type to which i can do my findings it's just peculiar right and affects the location affects the the value of a property
1: so location location location
0: location yes Because <laughs> you lift up you lift up that property and put it in banana island it will give you the desired it will give you the desired value right that you want right but however what we see in the market is influencing value. Mm-hmm. Clients try to influence value of properties. Mm-hmm. And it is a very, is a, a big challenge. Right. Because when you try to influence value, it becomes the precedent to which other valuers will assess a property. Mm. Okay. But the first thing, one can use as an indices is a recent sale of property that is the data how much was this no no two property is the same that is why you said something about people not turning out turning out different values
1: but for the same property for the same
0: property The Arbyans it's always different. The only thing is the margin. Mm. We will begin to query that valuation if the margin is very wide. Right. But when it's close, it's approximately because of your your market survey. Because two different people will have their market survey from different sources. Mm. So it's just the margin we are looking at. When it is too wide, we begin to query and look look at the calculations.
1: Okay, so what I'm hearing is that what is important is location, but what is also key is the methodology that yes. each valuer uses. Yes. So it couldn't, it, it's not necessarily a thing of you know people are just throwing numbers out just so that they can give a higher value to their clients. Mm-hmm. It, it could be different based on the methodology that is used. So what people need to know is that going from one valuer to another Depending on what methodology that they it use, is, you could have ab- a different absolutely, absolutely,
0: outcome, absolutely. right? It on, on, I think it's more of experience. Properties are different. low to property is the same, I repeat. Mm-hmm. low to property is the same. Mm-hmm. And your experience will should use a cost, cost approach, mm-hmm. comparison mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. On, on these properties. Depending on what is the purpose of valuation.
1: So if I want to mortgage a property and they need, I need a valuation on the property to do that, the approach that I would use would be vastly different from if I want to sell the property.
0: Yes, please. So if you also want to rent a property, it's also different. What are we, the approach would be different from if, also mortgaging
1: new property right okay that's really interesting because i didn't i didn't definitely didn't know that Mm -hmm. so you learn something new every day yes um so final question young homeowners do you feel like there has been a change in the demographic in terms of like are you seeing more young people people that are let's say my age 27 28 to like let's say 40 who are owning property so not leasing actually owning to like coming in to buy property and saying you know is that something that you've been seeing and if not is there do you feel like that's something that needs to happen and how do you feel like that can be stimulated
0: well uh, we have been hearing of um housing accommodation for everybody, each government will come in.
1: It's like low income.
0: Low income, income however low. they present yeah. it, most of what they say is everybody at this point in time should get this, the NHS, to provide um, affordable accommodation. So by NHS
1: you mean the National Housing Scheme? Yes. Scheme. Right.
0: We brought that up and it has not really gone anywhere, right. I must say. Right because some of these properties the government bring in it's not still affordable okay mm-hmm. it's not still affordable for these young people right the only people i think to some extent through scheme in most offices like the oil companies where they arrange for their staff to take advantage a communal purchase ah, I see. of which they will bring them in over a time they pay off through the banks they do it They give you a staff loan to be able to get and pay off over time
1: okay and so do you think that that more companies need to do something like that or do you feel like there's still some drawbacks to that and we kind oh, of
0: drawbacks. have to what rethink is your what, is, what is your business strength Right to be able to offer that kind of package, mm.
1: it can only be certain companies, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. IOCs and big banks and
0: yes, I mean, it's just about it. Just about our own the way we do things here.
1: Mm. now here, you mean Nigeria? Nigeria. Right. The
0: way we do things here, I think uh, outside in the Western. World, you find out immediately you get a job, you're thinking of getting an accommodation through mortgage, right? Yeah, and you pay overtime. I think our interest rate is not attractive,
1: that's true, that's very true. We're, d- not, we're in the double digits, you yeah. Pay, you pay, you pay quite three high. times, yeah,
0: what you would e- end maybe save over time and pay off, right? So it's not attractive at all for the young people to, to get into. Uh, yes. They, so I think the mortgage the mortgage institutions they are doing a lot. Okay. But then you still you, you, you still must contribute like thirty percent equity capital to be mm. able to get would you have it?
1: Uh, that's true. And if you're thinking about a young person let's not even say with the family let's say as a single person of
0: your job whether it's there to be able to to get that
1: especially during this time so what's the outlook so what do you think the outlook is let's say in the next couple of years do you feel like this is something that could change maybe if prices go down do you see um property prices like at least residential property prices trending downwards
0: well it's not something I need to comment on because what we are seeing here is quite now is frightening
1: frightening uh, yeah. would you say frightening
0: because of the the prices of uh, building materials i see it's escalating it's like every day it's going up that's interesting th- only when the government will now decide to get things done locally mm. to begin to look for how to get things Some building materials, manufacture them locally to bring down the prices of of imported goods, Mm. then we begin to gradually get there.
1: So, you feel like this is something that could happen with a bit of government intervention?
0: Absolutely. Right, we have no price control, right, in this country. So, if there is a fail hike, it affects prices, rainfall, traffic jam everything, that, everything
1: <laughs> in egg on the road <laughs>
0: yes, so it makes the cost of living very high
1: Yeah. so a wild thought and just follow me here okay. do you think it would be effective for the government to cap the prices of properties in specific areas for so that just to stop people from pricing their properties for sale above a certain amount after it has been developed?
0: I don't think so.
1: You don't think that it, don't it's think realistic so. or you don't think that it's possible? It is
0: possible? realistic but I don't think it's possible. here. Here, yeah. yeah, Because everybody feels this is what is best now to me. Right. It's right. mine. I have ownership and i can do anything i want
1: i mean but it's not because it your property the minute it becomes a property and you go into the market to sell it now becomes part of a larger economy right
0: uh, well i think uh, the government I, w- I wouldn't say our government is not trying but the people are not complying. Mm. it's very fast for somebody to say oh buhari is not doing this buhari cannot come down and do he has delegated
1: okay so <laughs> i'm glad you said that this kind of brings me to the um the institution the governing institution do you think that the governing institution plays a role here to to provide guidelines to? because at the end of the day the people that put these properties on the market to some extent are the real estate agents can there be guidelines that say you need to consider certain factors? before putting a certain price on the market given the area and the location and all of these things that we've mentioned
0: well they have done i think there are prices but how many people adhere to those prices like for example the square meter of purchase two hundred thousand per square meter it's a known thing in the market it's Mm. an informed markets people are informed oh it's there Mm. these things are guidelines it's there but if a shylock tenant said this is what a a shylock landlord this is how much i want this is how much i want to sell my property what will you do Mm. it's just a demand that will force down that price that pricing so, in the institution has been frustrated by individual attitude mm. to to disposal of properties. Ah, I see. We don't go there and put prices. We only access, we value the property. Even that valuation that we do, some owners, they throw it out mm. because they're looking at the cost.
1: That makes sense. a similar
0: property has been sold this price at this price and the the, the the vendor is saying i cannot sell that do you know how much i spent in this property you spent that much in Aja doesn't mean that that is the worth
1: of the property of the property just based on the fact that it is in Aja.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Because that is what is going on around, that is the worth of the property around that neighborhood.
1: So do you think that it's worth sensitizing landowners and just people in general on kind of the, I won't say the dangers, because I feel like that's a bit too, you know, it's a bit of a scare tactic, but to the drawbacks of being so individualistic in pricing their properties um, and introducing them to, gently introducing them to a different way of considering their property, the value of their property, do you think that it would be worth a try? Absolutely.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Well, the government, the government can do it like I keep
1: saying. Oh, why the government? Why can't you do it? <laughs>
0: Wow. <laughs> uh, we have scale of professional charges
1: right
0: given to us to be able to get our fees right but nobody's paying there are things they are put in place for people to as a guideline but, but people don't so really follow these guidelines Absolutely. this podcast is brought to you by eversage law practice
1: We've come to the end of the question and answer segments, and now we're moving to the next segment, which is spin the wheel. Um, To explain it, because obviously this is our first time, we have about seven categories, I think there's seven categories, seven categories on our little wheel. And we, I'm just putting the app together right now, but, We will spin it. I have this cute little app on my phone called Spin the Wheel. Um, (laughs) So we spin it. And what it does is it selects a topic. And we'll do it twice, just in case you don't like the first one. And we have a list of questions falling under each category. And then you can just kind of like answer the question. So don't be nervous okay try
0: not
1: to <laughs> don't be nervous okay so the first one and it's making the spinning sound Woo-hoo. food <laughs> okay oh. So <laughs> yeah so under the food category the question is did you learn any new dishes over the pandemic
0: Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> Okay. What did you learn?
0: I learned how to cook Owo. What's Owo? Owo is a traditional delicacy
1: uh-huh.
0: of the, the auching. Who's auchi? The Edo. Oh Edo people. Edo people.
1: Oh. What what like is it like a soup? It's a
0: soup, yes.
1: Owo soup. I've never Owo heard soup. of
0: it. It's very interesting.
1: Very int- The soup is interesting. Oh, very very
0: tasty
1: too. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, all right. Would you do you want to go again? Okay. Next category. Okay, and we are spinning. Sports. Woo! <laughs> so, so with sports. What do you think about the situation regarding the 10 Nigerian athletes that were banned from the recent Olympics over drug testing? Mm-hmm. Are you even interested in sports?
0: Did that even <laughs> make first thing you <laughs> do? Okay. I am just hearing you for the first time. Oh, you didn't know?
1: I mean, how do you feel about that in general? Do you have like any opinion about that at all? At all,
0: well, it depends on the kind of drug that was found in their system.
1: I feel like I should have done more research on this yes. to find out yes. <laughs> what was, was, what was this in their system. It
0: could be, it could be, be painkillers.
1: Okay, they would not have been banned for paracetamol. They would not have been banned for paracetamol.
0: But you think about you think.
1: They also use heroin. Mm-hmm. Okay, heroin. Was it? <laughs> it was it, most likely it was performance enhancing drugs, oh, okay. so like something like anabolic steroids or something like that. I wish I said that properly. Yes, no, I did anabolic steroids or something like that. Probably okay. Well, we've come to the end of <laughs> so our first podcast. Thank you so much thank for you, you. coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Weekly Nugget. Join us next time as we continue our real estate month here at the EverSage Law Practice Office. Until next time, strive for greatness and have an impactful week.